Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I'm your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb. Here is where you're going to get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise children of character in our culture that is saturated by media and technology. We call it Brave Parenting because it takes courage and hard work to not only keep on top of technology and media today, but also to set standards for how you and your family will incorporate that into your lives. In every episode, we're going to highlight trending news and media and technology. We're going to look at a character virtue and how it is influenced by culture. We're going to provide you five facts on one popular app to educate you, as well as giving you insight on how to apply this to your parenting and to your family in our family focus. So welcome to today's show. Today we're going to be talking about the hashtag trash challenge, the pedestrian texting lanes, and a $5.7 million COBRA breach. Our character focus today is going to be on the virtue of patience, and our app focus is going to be on TikTok. Our family focus is going to be going over the new rules for communication. So in trending news, we have this hashtag trash challenge that has been going viral um, over the past several weeks. It's really interesting because it started with um, one man who took a picture in front of um, sort of a landscape, uh, maybe in front of a park or a woods, and there's just trash littered everywhere. Then he took a second picture of himself in that same exact spot, but instead of the trash, there were lined trash bags of the change of the good that he has done. So it started off by one person sharing this, and then it became an actual challenge where people said, hey, you know, bored teens or anyone else, take a photo of a change, something that needs to be cleaned or maintained, take a before and after picture, and then post it which I think is really positive use of social media because so often we see, especially the younger generation, posting selfies simply for the sake of self-promotion. There isn't any actual value in the selfie, but here we do have value because it's being used to inspire and motivate change, which I think is great. Um, This challenge um, is going viral really all over the world. If you were to search this hashtag on Instagram, there are over 50,000 posts and so many of them are in different languages, which is just a a way to unite over social media in such a positive way to clean up the world and then show the good that you can do. So as a parent, if you have social media or if your child has social media, I think this is a great way to encourage them um, to use this challenge you know, instead of some ridiculous Tide Pod challenge or something else they may be motivated to do, but do a challenge that's actually sharing good that is being done. Maybe there is a neighbor that, that can't take care of their yard and you can even just help them maintain their yard. Take a before and after picture. It's not necessarily bragging so much as I think it's, hey, there's good to be done, so let's share the good instead of just focusing on ourselves and you know how cute we can look in a selfie. Also in trending news, um, China recently announced their pedestrian texting lanes in some of their cities. What this is, is essentially the sidewalk being cut in half with painted lines saying this side is for people who are just walking and this side, the other side, is for people who are texting and walking. It's also for crossing the street because injuries and deaths have been on the rise worldwide because of texting and walking across intersections. It's not necessarily new for the U.S. In July of 2017, 
Um, Hawaii started this where they actually made it illegal to text and walk in an intersection, invoking fines for anyone who was caught doing so. New Jersey and California also have similar laws. Um, one city in California actually has a street sign that says, heads up, cross the street, then update Facebook. So I think it's interesting that our governments, our civil organizations are recognizing how captivated we are by our screens, by our phones, that we're not using common sense when we cross the street. And so they're invoking laws and government action to protect us, which is great. However, I think as a parent, how you apply this to your life and your child's life is important because we shouldn't need this civil involvement protecting us. Common sense should play a part. So as a parent, make sure that you are using common sense when you are on your phone and walking. Maybe you're crossing through a parking lot and you're responding to what you think is an important text, but if your children are with you, you're setting an example for using your phone in a dangerous situation. That definitely also goes for the car. So as parents, set this example, use common sense, show your children, talk about it with your children about the importance of knowing your surroundings and your environment when you are on your phone. Also in trending news, we have TikTok um, will be paying $5.7 million in fines from the Federal Trade Commission due to their um, alleged violation of the COPA. COPA is the Child Online Privacy Protection Act. This started back in the 90s to protect children under the age of 13 and their data being collected from online businesses. And this also goes for social media apps. This is often why social media apps will say that you have to be 13 years old to use their services because they survive on data collection. And if they can't collect data under the age of 13, well then of course they need to not knowingly allow under 13 year olds to be on their apps. However, it's very widely known children under the age of 13 are using these social media apps especially TikTok, which was formerly Musical.ly, which we're gonna go over a little bit in our app focus today. Um, but this is the largest civil penalty that the FTC has applied in the name of child privacy to an online business and to TikTok. I think this is very important because it's about time, frankly, that some of these websites and apps are held accountable for how they are knowingly allowing children under the age of 13 to be on their service and collecting their data. It's not only a privacy in their data, but it's the fact that these children are on it and there are known child predators. There's multiple scenarios where these apps have been found as sort of a hunting ground for children for child predators because it's so easy to find them. Also notable is that TikTok, your accounts are automatically set to public. They're not set to private. So even more so, it is easy for people to find data and information in the children themselves while using these apps. In our character focus today, we're gonna to be talking about patience. Patience is a virtue that everyone wants, but no one wants to really work towards because frankly, it requires patience to build patience, right? So, but if you look at patience as a virtue that you want your children to possess, we as parents need to consider what in their natural environment is going to teach them patience. We can try and teach them patience, um, but the natural environment should also do so. Think back to your own childhood and what your natural environment 
was that taught you patience. So I thought through this. Um, my husband and I kind of went through a list of things that were naturally around us back in the 80s and 90s as we grew up. And we found, you know, mailing letters. That's definitely something that we wrote letters, we mailed them. We had to wait for that response. And that was a very common practice, which was a natural patience builder. Also the phones, right? We have the phones today, but back then we had busy signals or we had answering machines, or frankly, we had the knowledge that I can call someone and if they're not home, I have no idea where they're at. I can't track their location, I can't text them. It was simply a matter of waiting for them to get home. And maybe you called every 10 minutes until someone answered. Um, another big thing was pictures. We would take pictures on a camera, we would take the film, we'd get it developed, we'd have to wait maybe 24 hours if we were lucky um, later on, but earlier on, maybe it was a week, and we had to wait for them to be developed. Patience, right, was built through that. And music, movies, these are things that we had to wait for. TV shows, we couldn't stream them. They aired once a week, and then we had to wait till the next week, whether it was a cliffhanger or we were just dying to know what happened next. We had to wait that week. Nothing was, as they say today, binging on these TV shows where you can watch an entire season right at one time. So now very little of that is required in our children's daily lives. We have Amazon Shopping, which can deliver to us next day. We can text friends, we can track locations, we download instantly. So as we look around, we think, what is actually teaching them patience? And there isn't a whole lot. So therefore, we as parents need to invoke ways for them to learn patience, to talk about patience so that they know, hey, this is something that actually is going to require your patience. Because like it or not, there is always scenarios that will require patients regardless of how advanced our technology becomes. So one thing we can do is we can lead by example. We can show our children by example that patience is valued and here is how you do it. So maybe you are in a waiting room. You're waiting for the doctor. You're waiting for um, your child at school to pick them up. You can just not be on your phone. That is one way that you can show your child it is okay to be bored and to be patient as you wait for something, especially, like I said before, traffic. We do not need to be getting our phones out at a stop sign, at a red light, just to do that quick check, just to send that one quick text while our children are right there. They are watching, they are observing, they are seeing that I don't need to be patient and wait until I stop the car to send this text. I don't need to wait until I'm not in a public place or endangering myself crossing the street or, or crossing the parking lot to the grocery store or standing in line at the grocery store. We can build patience as well by having them wait for the privilege of certain things. So often right now, uh, we are giving our children the privilege early on, the privilege of maybe PG-13 or rated R shows before they're of age. We're giving them the privilege of of a smartphone, maybe before they're ready. We're giving them the privilege of social media before their, their emotional and mental state are even ready to handle what social media brings. So we can build patience in those ways. In the show notes today, I have a downloadable worksheet for you of building patience through delayed gratification. This is something that we're too often not doing today. So there are many ways through media and technology on this worksheet that you can use to help build patience in your children. All right, today in our app focus, 
we're going to be talking about TikTok. The first fact you need to know about the app TikTok is that it is formerly Musical.ly. Musical.ly was a very popular app and then all of a sudden in August of 2018, you woke up the next day and all of a sudden your Musical.ly became TikTok. That's because a Chinese company had bought out Musical.ly and then finally they merged all of the accounts into TikTok. Since then, it has become wildly popular, surpassing 1 million downloads worldwide. Fact number two, TikTok is 15 second videos that are created, modified, edited. They're essentially music videos. There's always a music component to it. There may be dancing or other funny type of challenges going on. And then your 15 second video is automatically populated into a feed. Now, when you join TikTok, you have an automatically generated feed of other people's videos that you can, you can watch and see exactly what other people are doing. You kind of see the culture that is TikTok almost immediately of joining it. Say if you join Facebook or Instagram, you sort of have to collect friends and followers before you start collecting a feed of information, but that's not so with TikTok. It is an automatically generated feed. The third fact is that it's not just lip syncing. Musical.ly was typically just lip syncing, but TikTok has a lot of other advanced features um, you can use their big gigantic database of songs and sound bites and effects to make your videos even more appealing. Um, they promote that they are not just lip syncing, it is challenges and memes and trends that they are like on the, the tip of culture, that they have their fingerprint right there and that they are sort of setting the trend that is in culture for memes as well as challenges. Also, you can do a duet, which is a really popular aspect of TikTok. If you see someone's um, 15 second video, you see their video that you like, you can respond to them by doing a duet, which is basically repeating what they do. And this is kind of how these trends grow is because one person does something and then someone does a duet and mimics them and does the same thing, but their own version. And then it just sort of grows. So you can see that it sort of has this subculture building upon itself that essentially when you watch it, you know, especially as an adult who is not involved in TikTok, it's a lot of the same thing. You see a lot of kids dressing the same, trying the same type of challenges, acting the same as well. What I find also interesting, and this has been noted by, by several different news outlets, is that because that culture sort of breeds upon itself, there is this commonality where teen girls are dressing very scantily, very um, inappropriately, if you will, to sort of gain this, this following, to gain likes, to gain loyal followers, essentially, that they can be an influencer. And that is done by, unfortunately, you know, dressing explicitly, doing, you know, kind of inappropriate things. So that's unfortunate. Fact number four. TikTok also has followers, likes, and hashtags, and these stars. Um, which would be like influencers, maybe on Instagram or Facebook. Um, you can gain followers, you know, by asking people to like your video, by you put these hashtags up. Maybe you're using a, a, a hashtag to represent you're doing a challenge. Um, right now, I saw currently there is a microwave challenge where you're essentially spinning in circle 
like a microwave. That's a popular hashtag right now. You can gain likes and followers that way. The more followers you have, then you can kind of become this quote star or influencer where maybe companies will ask you to use them or their brand in order to, to sponsor you. And what I've also found is that there's very loyal followers inside of TikTok. The engagement rate in TikTok is very, very high where you may post something on Facebook and no one really likes it or, or, or shares it very much. You, that is not true with TikTok. The, the followers are very loyal and very engaged. There's also in-app purchases here where you can um, give essentially virtual gifts of real money to your stars that you like to who you're loyally following in order to support them and encourage them. These in-app purchases is how TikTok is making a lot of their money to run the app. Because remember, the app is free to use. So of course, they're gonna make money somehow. So one of it is by sharing data and the other one is through this in-app purchase of coins. Fact number five is going to be the rating system. Now the App Store and Google Play rates TikTok as 12 plus. Now the app itself, of course, states 13 plus, and this is due to the, the COPA, the Child Online Privacy Protection Act that prohibits TikTok from collecting data on children under the age of 13. However, we at Brave Parenting say that the rating is really a 16 plus. Because TikTok is, and even in the words of the, the company themselves, a very binge worthy app, Young brains cannot often handle this constant feed of one video after the next, after the next, plus the challenges. Some challenges, they may just be funny. Some challenges could be dangerous. Young minds, especially the young minds of 12 and 13 year olds, which is really where the popular age is for TikTok, are not simply formed enough. Their minds, their emotional states, uh, their mental wellness is not quite there to be able to handle the followers, the likes, to not give in to what that means to gauge their popularity. So we state 16 or over, doesn't necessarily have to be at 16, right? Some 16 years are not mature enough. Many 16 year olds are. 16 year old is also the age, right? Where we allow um, children to be a part of working society. We let them drive cars. I do believe that this is a solid age for a social media app and anything younger really risks their emotional and mental well-being. All right, in our family focus, we're going to go over the quote, new rules of communication. There's been many articles written as of lately talking about these new rules of communication. Essentially, they are saying, hey, these are the new standards that we want everyone to adopt. And I think these are probably being generated more by um, the millennials who are sort of the leading edge of people on social media and on using smartphones and texting trends. And but what I think is funny, I've seen this shared by a lot of people my own age, which I'm at Generation X, right? So maybe in their 30s, in late 30s, 40s, 50s, um, that they're agreeing with them. And so let's go over a couple of these quote, rules for communication that exist now today. So the first one, this is what I find most intriguing, is don't call before texting for permission. So essentially, they want the standard of, you're not allowed to call someone unless you text first. Like, hey, is okay, is now an okay time to call? Can I call you? 
can do you want to talk so we're asking for permission before we're making that phone call right which is very different for us older people because we grew up with phone calls being the default now often yes texting is the default but i think so often we still want to naturally default to it's just quicker to jump on the phone and get that conversation in and done with than having you know 50 texts versus a 30 second conversation there's also the sort of unwritten rule that don't leave a voicemail like don't bother because i'm not going to check it one word texts or the letter k are conversation killers now i have been told by my children that that is very much true like mom you can't just reply with okay period because that seems harsh <laughs> and i'll have to you know i i engage and talk to them and say well what would you rather me respond like okay smiley face with an emoji and they say yes actually right they need some emotion just the word or the letters okay or especially the letter k is almost offensive um, to the younger generation there's also this unwritten rule that you need to send three texts being friendly before you ask for a favor so i thought this was intriguing i wondered if i myself did the same thing if i automatically fell into this um, if i was texting someone that i hadn't talked to in a while and i was going to ask something of them was i sending a few texts being friendly first and what's what i found is i actually was and so i find this one is probably more true than not for a lot of people but at the same time it doesn't necessarily have to be another one is to not start a conversation with hey to not send too many texts in a row and there's a blanket permission you don't have to call me on my birthday a text is just fine or a social media shout out just fine so, so these are some of the new rules of communication that are trying to be adopted um, whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them you know you don't have to obey all of these rules of course but i think it's important to kind of look at them in the context of you and your family do you and your spouse abide by some of these texting rules um, if your children have smartphones and you have texting conversations with them do you have a sort of set of rules you know is there a time and place where you require um, a phone call instead of you know 50 texts um, is there a time when you or maybe in your home when you don't allow texting from room to room you know just walk into the room and have a voice-to-voice -voice conversation whether you have them established or not it may be a good idea to say hey you know what these are our rules for communication in our home you know we're not going to text the dinner table and we're going to walk upstairs and talk to someone versus texting them from upstairs to downstairs or room to room and if you have something important to say just call me right it's just as easy to call me because if you send a text and i'm driving i'm not going to respond or if i don't have my phone near me i'm you know not going to have the hear the text or whatever that is but establish those rules for communication for your family it just makes it easier for your your children to grow up knowing exactly how communication is to occur inside your home because how it occurs in your home they will then go forward and apply that same thing to their friends and their other relationships in our show notes today i have a worksheet for you that every parent is definitely going to want to get this is text talk defined as we talk about these rules of communication it's important 
for you to know sort of the younger generation's culture of how they're texting and talking. This is a list of all the um, shorthand, the abbreviations. You know, we sort of all know LOL means laugh out loud, um, BRB, you know, be right back. We know uh, several of these, but there are definitely some that you may not know. Some of them aren't, aren't necessarily abbreviations. They may be slang. And we also have some emojis decoded for you as well as, as you may know, there are several emojis that can um, mean several different things and we have that there. So make sure you check out the show notes. You can download again the uh, patience worksheet as well as the text talk defined worksheet there for you. Don't forget to also check out braveparenting.net. We have several um, articles to help you not only set standards for your children, there are tutorials on how to set up parental controls on computers as well as phones through social media, all of that. So check out braveparenting.net. You can also follow us if you are on Facebook at Brave Parenting Network. And be sure to check out our book, Managing Media, Creating Character on Amazon. This book is helping you use technology to build good character, good godly character in your children using this technology that they love. So we go over in this book, patience, respect, kindness, um, self-worth. We go over all of these character traits and more and help you build that into your children. So jump over to Amazon and check out that book. Get a copy for yourself today. I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Brave Parenting Podcast. Until next time, go and be brave.